Welcome back to Hockey the Podcast. The silence may have been deafening, but the noise is even better. We're back for a new season of podcasts. We'll hear from people all around the world, not just the South African story as hockey ramps up and the road to Paris becomes an exciting one as teams look to earn their place at the showpiece. Today, though, the focus is here in South Africa on the news on the back of a huge announcement. After 20 years of service to the South African indoor hockey sides, first the men, then the women, Lenny Boerta has called it a day. And tonight we just go through a conversation that Lenny and I had at IPT and pick out some key moments of his array. All we can say is thank you, Lenny. And this episode of Hockey the Podcast goes out to you, Lenny Boerta. And that is uh, the story that we have to play out today. Lenny Boerta has stepped down. He has retired from the South African women's head coach. 132 test matches for the women. 27 for the men in a career that spanned four World Cups in 20 years. It's the end of a legacy. It's the end of a dynasty. It's, it's the full stop on the last page of a novel. But... Uh, at the recent Indoor Hockey IPT, Lenny joined me on the commentary booth for one of the games, for one of the quarters, as we now will uh, sit down and listen into that conversation as he shared some of his insights and his pride at the performance of the team. Come back to Thomas More College here in KZN, the host of the SA Hockey Indoor IPT, powered by Spa and Topsit Spa. What a great uh, week it's been. Well, we are now joined by the man who has helped put it together, chairman of the LSC, but also the head coach of the Spa South Africa Indoor Hockey Women. Yes, the team that finished fourth at the Indoor Hockey World Cup and are currently ranked sixth in the world, Lenny Boerta. Lenny, welcome to the commentary booth. Uh, always great to be around an indoor hockey court. Oh, definitely. Thank you, Tyron, and welcome to all the listeners. Yeah, absolutely. L let's go back to the World Cup. We'll uh, interject with anything we have to about the game. Uh, what an experience for you and what a what a, a proud moment it must have been to lead your team to fourth place. Oh, without a doubt, fantastic achievement. And also thank you to all the South African spectators that actually came there to watch. I mean, that just helped us along. But having said that, the girls worked very hard and results came through. So, yeah, well done to the girls. Now, it's been a long program. It's uh, 132 tests that you've seen. But you reap the benefits because in the big moments, in the, the important games uh, against Australia, Tegan Faree popped up against Belgium. Tegan Faree, Jess O'Connor, Jess Larden, players who, who were able to stand into those experienced moments because of the experience they gained. It must also be for you a little bit of validation for, for the work you've done in the program you've built. No, without a doubt. And also talking about big moments, I mean, Jessica, Jessica did a great job leading from the front. And certain players did step up to the podium, as I can say, with regards to their game plan or the game. I mean, certain of the games. But I always say you can only play as well as your team plays. I mean, and collectively as a whole, as a unit, the whole team played extremely well, especially from a defensive point of view. What? That was clear. It's a bit of a different style. I mean, if you go through the history, 132 test caps as head coach, over 550 goals. You know, you're a team that averages four or five goals a game in the past. It was clear that you changed that up a little bit, uh, utilizing the strength of your players and 
and built from the back and, and had a solid platform. Um, yep. and, and then, you know, you don't need to score 20 goals if you only concede zero. Exactly. So we, we made it, I mean, we, we as a management staff made a decision some time ago for us to, to do well as World Cup was to concede as little goals as possible. Um, and so we worked very hard on the defensive structure. We got one or two key guys in to actually work on it, work with us. And once again, it, um, we proved it against Holland when we, we lost 3-1 against the best team in the world. Um, so that also just gave us confidence and then we just played the counter-attack hockey and it worked for us. It did work, obviously. It was also a young team then, so the desire from younger players to get into that team, is, there's not a lot of players who are necessarily at the end of their careers. Maybe one or two might choose to, but you know, uh, it's a team that has the ability to go on and really dominate at a international stage. Yeah, this, the scary thing is the average age of their team is 24.3. Okay, so for me, it's very exciting because you've got the core there and that's what's been one of the big strengths that we've had with this team over the last seven, eight years is when a, one or two players fit into this, the system, it's easy for them to adapt because the senior players just help them along yeah, so, and they feel at home. So we've got a great culture and it works for us at the moment, yeah. Uh, and Len, I mean, obviously as coaches, as selectors, you always have a big decision to make. One of the big decisions was Cherie Gravenstein, Charlie Swanepoel, they were both playing great, as you see here. You must also feel, I mean, it's always tough to leave a player out, but the selection team went with Cherie and she was in conversation for goalkeeper of the tournament. She had a great tournament. When things like that happen, it must feel quite uh, quite nice for the selectors that uh, the player you've backed has performed. Yeah, look, Cherie played a, 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 quite a lot of test matches for us and then she needed to just take a bit of a break. And she also started a new job, so we discussed it with her and she took her four months, four to five months, and then she came back. And then when she came back, she was playing great hockey, so it was a no-brainer to, 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 to choose her. Yeah. And the tournament, the performance at the tournament proved it for herself. I mean, she was unbelievable. I, I actually think, personally, she should have got to play the, the goalkeeper for the tournament. But, um, nah, of course, yeah. uh, you know, obviously the, the selectors... Um, the, the commentators, the coaches, we all voted, and uh, I believe it was uh, she was one of the nominations. Barbara Chichkova yeah. from Czech Republic was also superb, though. So it's not that she's lost to anyone anyway. No. no. Len, are we going to get a goal in this game? Yeah, I think so. I think um, well, somebody's going to have to stand up and be counted, yeah, with this game. And um, both are playing. Quite a, the game's opened up quite a bit, so I think it will come. You, you didn't often play in these five to eight playoffs, but you have played once or twice over your career. Is it hard to get your team fired up? Like Southerns, they'll be disappointed. They were this close, a centimeter away from beating Province and getting into the top four last night. It didn't happen for them, but you've got to come back and play the rest of the tournament. Yeah, it's one of the hardest. It's like playing for three and four when you go back to semi-final. You play for three or four to motivate your team to get back there. But the challenge you've got, Joe, yeah, is if you go into the last two, you get, you could, you've got the, the possibility of getting relegated. So one team has to stand up and be counted, Joe. Yeah. Otherwise, they're going to go next year. They're going to play in the B section. Well, up. Because you must back your streakers off the top of the D. Get the goals between the posts. Don't get too clever. Robin Johnson, uh, she's noticeably playing a lot further back than she... Uh, plays in the national team is that something that uh, impresses you as a selector or would you like to see her play up front 
No, I think she, I think they knew it at the back. Um, that's why they've got her there. But she adds huge value up front. I mean, the, the line she runs, the position she gets into, I think she would be able to create a lot more opportunities if they put her up front personally. But um, they've obviously got her there for a reason. And, and obviously, Len, that's at present, the FIH plan is 2025 for the next Indoor Hockey World Cup. Normally, you would finish a World Cup. That would probably be the end of an era for some players. As in Pumalanga, look here. That may be a penalty corner. Played advantage. Um, I think uh, Southerners have got away there with the one. But, uh, yeah, you normally, it would be four years. It's not. It's, it's less than two years. From selecting players, it's only one more IPT between now and the World Cup. Uh, as this will be a penalty corner for Pumalanga. But, uh, yeah, sorry, what I was saying then is it's not the same. It's not a four-year program. Is that something you and your selectors have spoken about this week? We had a meeting last night. Um, we've, we've got about 30 test matches planned um, for the next two years, depending on what decision FIH make. And then we have to obviously make sure that we can get the program going. Um, we've got a squad already of of 20 goals so we just need to look at maybe adding maybe cutting um, some of the players that that are maybe retiring or 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 wanting to do other things and of course uh, a, a big challenge that you face as a coach as a selector is the balance between indoor and outdoor and uh, Giles Bonnet and yourself had good chats to uh, make sure the players you chose were available but um, yeah, I mean, has uh, obviously with Tokyo next year, uh, not Tokyo, rather Paris. If they go to Tokyo, they're in the wrong place. Yeah. But uh, Paris next year, they, they, you know, that will become the centre of attention for a number of your players. Yeah, but I think, uh, but it also gives us an opportunity to blood quite a few other goals when with Charles and I. He was very good for us. He allowed uh, the group of some of these goals to play with us at the World Cup and, and he gave them the break. I'll respect the same for him. Um, and once again, those three to four goals that are missing at different times for him, it'll it'll give us an opportunity to blood one or two newies and and to see what they how they perform. And if we talk about his squad, obviously the players that uh, <coughs> the players that are in um, his picture that were in your World Cup squad, like Satigan Free, Edith Mendikwe, Kayla Deval, uh, Celia Serrani, Nepa. Nepo yeah. so it's quite a big size Six. chunk there's another poor stop there by Gabriella Desai neither team are wanting to take the opportunities and when they're getting there they're not having the shots it's, it's an incredibly frustrating game to watch and then I mean you showed it at the World Cup the importance of scoring your penalty corners you had Jess Lard and Danny Adelavira Jess O'Connor all getting goals from penalty corners and your Trump shows hands and that was brilliant work by Aaron Hubs to defend it. And well blown there by Leander French because, uh, you know, he can quite easily blow that against the defender who was doing, trying to get out of the way rather than into the way. No, very well blown. So, yeah, I mean, you guys worked on penalty corners a lot. I mean, I know it. We chatted. You know, in a case like this where you don't have the team together for a lot, you don't have... Um, months and months of training sessions with them what would you do would you try and limit the amounts of penalty corner variations because we're seeing a lot of variations tried and not successful well not really i think um 
what what I find with, with, with some of the indoor girls is they don't train enough on their own. So, for example, they just rely on the practices. So if you really want to be committed, um, you need to get a group of girls to go to all on their own and, and work hard in the penalty corners. And I think that's what we did extremely well with the groups of girls in the different provinces before we went to the World Cup. Um, and um, yeah, it worked for us. And especially when we, had to, we went to the camp, you, we spent, an, for example, 45 minutes to an hour time just on attacking short corners with the different variations. It becomes a culture and a habit. And the players, obviously, you can see the players start to enjoy the penalty corner practice. Yeah, look, I think the key thing at the World Cup is you've got to have um, your defensive structure has got to be key. Um, the teams are so well disciplined from a, from a defensive point of view, so short corners are crucial. So if you, you get a short corner, you need to back yourself to get the best chance to be able to score. And that's what we did extremely well. It's one of the things we worked hard on. The other thing you guys did well is you took your goal-scoring chances when they did pop up um, in the big moments. And there, Tegan Faree was particularly pleasing. Obviously, Jess O'Connor with four to her name. You know, that's also something that's quite nice. Uh, Tegan is a, a player who started her indoor career with you. Jess played along with you in your first test cap. It must be great to see how these players have grown and, and become world stars. Yeah, very rewarding. I mean, it's been... It's, I mean, and also especially Jessica Khan has 132 test caps now. She hasn't missed one game ever since she started playing South Africa. That's a huge accolade for, for her as an individual. Yeah, 132 consecutive Just, test matches. Yeah. You know, we talk about uh, the Mustafa Kasim goal-scoring tray. I'll tell you what, that is something special. Yeah. 132. Of course, she's not the most capped player in the world. We've got an uh, Iranian goalkeeper with 160 test matches. Uh, a couple more, but she is the most capped African player in the world. Yeah. So, uh, the Ukrainian girl, has she retired? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> she wasn't at the World Cup. Oh, okay. Yeah, so this game, eight and a half minutes left. If there is no goal, we'd go straight to a shootout. Uh, do, you enjoy a, do you enjoy a good shootout, Len? No. <laughs> I think it's such an unfair way to lose a game. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. But uh, in this game, there doesn't look like many goals currently. So a shootout might be the only way. And we've got two very good keepers, and they're both very good in shootouts. So it's going to be a very interesting tussle. Well, yeah. <laughs> we saw at the, the Indoor World Cup, the Belgium versus Iran yeah. quarterfinal in the men's game. Nine penalty shootouts each, nine shootouts each before we got a winner. Well, uh, let's hope we don't have that. No. That's another thing that teams don't practice. <laughs> so it's, and we practice that quite hard as well for the World Cup because... We've been there before for the qualifiers. It's and there will be a card. It's uh, not on Pumalanga's ball, and uh, Masuku decided to run with it. Mm. Here is a chance for Southerns. Their national capped Robin Johnson, part of your World Cup team, with Alex Kavanaugh, another, world, uh, another international player. Can they lead their team? Chance, yeah! Erin doesn't get the same power as she would hope. Yeah. Against Charlize Tonapul, you've got to have to get power or precision perfect. Without a doubt. But sometimes it's the soft ones that go through, not the, not the, not the hard ones. Or a, or a massive mm, deflection. deflection yeah. Send the keeper one way, hit a defender's stick, and let it bubble into the front. Worst, keeper's worst nightmare. Lena, the other thing that is uh, beautiful about South Africa finishing fourth at the World Cup 
is uh, as long as FIH do not change the qualification criteria, which I doubt they would do at this point in time, it would mean two spots yeah. for Africa at the next World Cup. How special is that? Bringing you back there, Len, just uh, on the how special it is for African hockey. Yeah, unbelievable. And um, it's, it's also indoor in Africa, it's grown like you cannot believe. So, I mean, so to have both, for example, the Namibian team or us going, and this is, I think, it's for the men as well, huh? which is that's correct. Which is four, four African teams that the that, um, the World Cup is unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, four African teams. Well, it could, it could even be uh, it could be six if uh, Namibia or South Africa hosted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the key the key for me is uh, is um. What was exciting for us is the competitive hockey that, that both both our teams play, both the men and the ladies. And we compete you now with the best in the world, which is exciting. Whereas five, six, seven years ago, we were there but it, we, and we were playing well, but we just we couldn't compete. Well, and, and Lynn, if you do look at it, and, and let's ask the question, you know, what, what more do we need? Because thanks to SPA, we have been able to develop a fantastic program what more do we need to be able to take that four and change it into three or two? No, I think we, we, we need to, to, to work on the program. I mean, we need to just, there's a big gap between once you turn 18 and 20, 21, 22. So we need to somehow get the depth to stay there and and come through the system. Um, I think if we do that better, we'll get, it'll help us. And we need to maybe have one or two more programs during the year for for um for indoor because we have this IPT tournament now in March which which is March now and then we don't play indoor again until unless the coaches organise a camp or two uh, I would like to see us having maybe two tournaments a year for indoor and and maybe breaching away leave your IPT as an IPT and have a, a franchise kind of yeah. cup at a senior level yeah yeah that'll be good the top four provinces or you choose 48 players and then you have a drafting system yeah. Yeah, I think that'll be wonderful for the guy. Imagine uh, a, a PHL, but yeah. for indoor hockey, and uh, not six teams, just four. No, it'll be unbelievable. And what's the exciting thing about indoor? It's the, it attracts the crowds. Yeah, absolutely. We've seen the kids here at Thomas Moore coming in and out. 3,000 people at uh, at uh, the Hartfelt Arena. It was special. It was very special. I mean, some of the teams from overseas said it's one of the best, one of the better indoor World Cups they've been to. So that is exciting news for South African hockey. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I do think uh, it could have been even better if uh, we had a bit more time. South Africa stepped in late on to uh, rescue the World Cup, which had been cancelled. Just Alex Kavanagh, she wins the penalty corner. Umpire says you got advantage. She says no thanks. We'll take the penalty corner. Um, Very clever. Yeah, that's good. She was in a bad angle. But, um, yeah, so obviously we couldn't host it in Cape Town. We couldn't host it in Durban as the major venues weren't available. And so it went to Pretoria. You know, Cape Town and Durban obviously are homes of indoor hockey in South Africa. Would have been lovely to host it here. Not a big enough stadium, though. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the Durban Convention Centre or potentially Cape Town ICC where they're hosting the Nepal World Cup. So maybe we have unfinished business and we can host one more. That's a great flick by Alex Kavanagh. No chance for Charlie Swanepoel in off the inside of the post. And Southerns have toiled 
they've challenged themselves they've really struggled but in this last quarter they've just shown they do have the quality and they've got this over the line against Mpumalanga I see they've taken the keeper off Mpumalanga well you can't say uh, DeSantis and, and Flowers don't go for it no you have to go for it they've got nothing to lose well, you took your keep off against the Netherlands. Obviously, it added to the scoreline a little bit. But uh, you ruffled their feathers. Yes, we did. Um, but unfortunately, just um, the experience that they had um, was just... They played there many, many times. That, so, yeah, we... We also against Czech Republic. We took our keep off. We got back to nearly drawing the game. Um, yeah, we... The extra player makes a huge difference. Ah, 100% then. And, and uh, it's been interesting to see the amount of teams who have decided to match one another. Oh. You pull off a keeper, the opposing, opposing team says, cool, we will do it too. And <laughs> you know, hats off to Mapumalanga. I mean, they come from a really small province and Tracy has done a magnificent job with, with both the boys and the girls, the men and the ladies in that province. So they, for them to be top eight in, in the country is unbelievable. say top eight but of course their men are top four yeah top four this year yeah. first time ever so another wonderful indoor hockey story being told here at thomas moore college powered by tops at spa we are able to tell stories as brilliant as this and pumalanga are in the top four it's a indoor hockey men's sides in the country can you imagine them again the final anything can happen. absolutely well, that'll be history as well in the, in the making. I tell you what, you know, players like Frank Flowers, like Jordan Kellett, like uh, Nati Masangu, those are players who don't come here trying to uh, prove themselves anymore. They know they deserve to be here. And they, they want to compete. Very much so. Somebody's in trouble. Uh, that whistle is exactly like uh, when Jackie says, Leonard, come here. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know the, the tone of the voice. <laughs> you yes. know the tone. <laughs> well, this game is dribbling its way to its conclusion. Just 30 seconds left. Lenny, it's been an absolute pleasure to uh, chat with you here, to share some of your insights. Uh, I'm not going to ask you because I don't think it would be appropriate as a selector to say where you think this title will be going, but we do hope that you get to enjoy the rest of the action here at Thomas More College. Hockey will be the winner. Ah, there we go. Hockey <laughs> is the winner, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Hockey is the winner, but in this game, Southern Gauteng are the winners. They are 3-0 to the good, and uh, they will play off for fifth and sixth from Pumalanga. We'll play off for 7th and 8th. Thanks for joining us. We it was a fantastic conversation with Puerto, who uh, at the time obviously was preparing for the future. Subsequent to that, he made the decision to walk away, spend more time with his family, go and visit his grandkids in Australia for a little bit longer. And uh, I think uh, as a hockey community it's probably fair to say that our overall response to 20 years of Lenny
is simply is simply well it was 132 games in charge of the women's team very difficult but uh, because i like stats because i like numbers because i'm an accountant by trade um, I decided to pick out five games, five out of those 132 as standout memories. And uh, I'm going to take you through them now. It's uh, a wonderful adventure that uh, we can go on and just enjoy as we uh, look back at five of the best under Lenny Buddha. Number five, on our countdown of five iconic Lenny Boerter games, it's the 2015 World Cup we go all the way back to, and South Africa had snuck their way into the ninth and 10th place playoff after a penalty shootout victory. They were looking to end on a high, and they met up against Canada, a team that had twice vanquished them at the Four Nations Invitational Tournament, the heavy favourites. Well, South Africa took a 1-0 lead through Cora Boetis in that game, but without even blinking, they found themselves trailing 2-1. And possibly, belief was being questioned. Boetis would level the game at half-time before South Africa would go on to win it with a late brace from Eloise Walters. Of course, for me, this was the game that started the belief that this team could challenge the best in the world on the biggest stages. And that's why this is the first of my five moments. The second goes a couple of years later. South Africa had had their hearts broken in Swakopmund, a draw in the Indo-Africa Cup final after dominating the tournament. It left them not to qualify for the 2018 FIH Indoor Hockey World Cup. The team dusted off their laurels, they dusted off their shoulders and they headed their way to Croatia to challenge Croatia, Slovenia and Slovakia for the annual Croatian Cup. The team was sensational from start to finish in that tournament. They won every single game at the time setting a world record with a 21-0 victory over Slovenia but it was the final, expecting a tight, titanic tussle with the hosts. South Africa put on the front gear, put on the first pedal, and put on nine goals to one. Kelly Reed with a brace. Heather McEwen, still a South African in that stage with a goal. Cindy Hack with two. Cara Buertis with a hat-trick. And Celia Serrani with a goal. A 9-1 victory. For coach Lenny Boeta and manager Rob Morgan, that was the beginning of an exciting period of South African indoor hockey. Well, game three, it would be remiss not to go all the way to Switzerland. South Africa took on the eighth ranked team in the world. And in the opening game of the series after travel challenges they got there heavily underdogs but Cindy Hack, Jess O'Connor and Jess Lardens all netted in the first half against Switzerland Hack and O'Connor 
with net in the second as they romped to a 5-1 victory. They announced to the world, we may not have been at the World Cup, but we are good enough to take on the best teams in the world. That 5-1 win was part of a 3-1 series victory, a first away test series for a South African team in Europe against any top 10 nation. But they weren't done there. A few days later, a lot of travel later, some tough uh, tough train trips, but the team were back and they were playing the Czech Republic. Having lost the opening game 3-1 and the third game 4-2, despite a win against the number six team in the world in the second game, the team had their backs to the wall going into the last game after a tiring series. What they produced was nothing short of perfection. Cindy Hack netting a brace. Whew. Edith Madikwe netting her own goal. Tegan Faree a double for herself. Lillian Duplessis and Jess Lardent as a South African juggernaut steamrolled their opposition, pulling off a remarkable 7 0 victory at the home of the Czech Republic. When you re- look at the names on the list, of the Czech Republic side, and you see the likes of Stanchkova, Pavlorova, Anna Volova, you know this was a special Czech Republic team, but what they met was an unstoppable force that were desperate to make their mark on an international stage. And that was a wonderful moment for Spa South Africa and for South Africa as a whole. But it's iconic moments that we want to end this list with. And we don't have to go far back in match 130. At the FIH Indoor Hockey World Cup being played here in South Africa. South Africa took on Belgium in the quarterfinals. It was a game that the Belgians were heavily fancied to play and win. But a captain's performance from Jess O'Connor... Gave South Africa the lead in front of a vociferous crowd. Hotshot Tegan Furry made it 2-0. And despite a goal from France de Mott, South Africa captured hearts, captured emotion, and captured a moment that will never be forgotten. A moment that still brings me to tears. It is the iconic moment of the Lenny Buerta reign and it's a moment that I will look back at and smile here was me on commentary when the moment happened not inside the circle South Africa defenders and with five seconds left can South Africa do it they are holding on South Africa through to the World Cup semi-final ladies and gentlemen you see this year history has been made Sakura saying it's time for Africa. Wow, wow, ladies and gents. So exciting that even my sound desk stopped working for a second there. What a moment. South Africa was given a chance at destiny. South Africa was given a moment of history. South Africa has taken it. South Africa are in the FI Hockey World Cup, in the World Cup semi-finals. The team have lifted their country.
country. Wow, 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 wow. This is how it happens. Jess O'Connor with the penalty corner. Tegan Faree making it to Tegan Faree, our spa player of the match. Wow, wow, wow. Belgium came back with an incredible goal and in moments of absolute magic before South Africa thought they had it won with a third. It came across to Tegan Faree. Apologies, this one first. Lake and Bristol with one of the great saves that you will see of this World Cup. And uh, South Africa thought they had got it again. Edith had him to start the ball, bobbled on the way to Edith. And South Africa are in the semi-final after winning here. After a goal line save from Tegan Free. Wow. I mean, the reactions in the crowd right now. The crowd reaction is pumping. This, this team is this country's team. It is not 12 players on the field. It is 50 million players beyond them. They play for the badge on their feet. And they have played for a moment of glory. This is our way. Congratulations to Coach Lenny Burst and his team. You are in the final four. Africa has a semi-finalist for the first time in history. And that, ladies and gents, is where we will wrap this. Lenny Buerta, thank you. Thank you for your years of dedication to the sport. Enjoy your retirement.